0: Hey, when was the last time you made a great memory? Great memories often don't just happen. I'm TJ Reed from Vitamin Lead, and I want to invite you to join us February 29th, Leap Day, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in downtown Norfolk for our seminar, How to Create a Memorable Life. You can RSVP on our Facebook page on Vitamin Lead on Facebook, uh, or you can email us at vitaminleadteam at gmail.com. We would love to have you join us on February 29th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. to learn how to create a memorable life. What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. It's a Groundhog Day episode of Vitamin Lead. We're so glad to have you. Man, we've had a great start to 2020. And this week we are talking to Mike Moran and Greg Rousseau of Advanced Life Skills. Um, Next week we'll be talking with Stéphane Grenier about mental health in the workplace. Then with Jason Troy, he's gonna share with us why it's all about people. And finally, the last week of February, we will have Chris Tabish on the podcast talking about comediology. Uh, Chris was a leader in a Fortune 500 company in Silicon Valley, and he felt depressed in the midst of it all. He decided to take up stand-up comedy. uh, And I look forward to sharing my interview with him at the end of the month. Uh, It's gonna be very exciting. And so speaking of the end of the month, Those of you that are near Norfolk, Virginia, within a two hour drive, let me encourage you to join us for our very first Vitamin Lead Seminar entitled, How to Create a Memorable Life. If you're anywhere near here, make it a point to come out to the seminar join us from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Leap Day in downtown Norfolk. If you RSVP on our Facebook page, we will get you all the information you need to join us for that day. It is going to be a fun day. So today we are talking with Mike Moran and Greg Russo of Advanced Life Skills. Advanced Life Skills is an e-learning company that creates content regarding real life issues for college students in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, they say that the college culture has changed dramatically in the last 10 to 15 years and an academic education is just not enough. Advance fills the gaps between the classroom and everyday life. I think you'll really like these amazing leaders and entrepreneurs up there in New Hampshire. So listen in and don't forget to share this podcast with others and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join us now as we talk with Mike Moran and Greg Rousseau of Advanced Life Skills. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed. And I am excited today to have joining me Mike Moran and Greg Russo from Advanced Life Skills. Mike and Greg, thank you for joining us on Vitamin Lead. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah, doing excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We've shared with the audience a little bit about Advanced Life Skills, but why don't you share a little bit about you guys individually? Uh, Greg, I'll go first, if that's all right. Yeah, how about it? Um, Well...
1: Uh, I live in New Hampshire, grew up in california uh' been here for basically most of my life but uh married I got two kids a uh two year old daughter um nine month old son so I don't get a lot of sleep um, <laughs> with that in in starting advance uh personal time is minimal <laughs> but greg no, that's true <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, I'm, um, you know, also Mike, Mike and I are real good friends as well, which is, um, you know, is creates a nice, healthy, uh, business relationship. You know, we can bounce a lot of ideas off each other that, um, and we know we won't get any of the, uh, you know, the you're being, you're being, um, too nice or you're being too mean, you know, kind of thing. Um, but as far as, you know, my personal, um, bio is that, uh, I've been married for 13 years. And um we've got a couple of dogs at the house and um i've I've started a number of different companies in the past and um um nothing nothing in um nothing that really compares to the potential that we see here with uh with advance um as far as you know how many how many students we can we can reach and the message that we're that we're trying to get across so you know really excited to keep moving forward here
0: that's awesome. Well, we're, we're excited to learn from you guys today and and uh, your experience and the experiences you've gone through. One of our favorite questions that we ask uh, people at the start of the interview on Vitamin Lead is, could you tell us about one of your first jobs and maybe a lesson that you learned in one of your first jobs that's kind of carried through your career up to this point?
2: <laughs> Mike and I were actually just talking about this the other day. <laughs> and it's, I mean, literally last week. And um, I, I was 14. No, I started when I was 14 at my uncle's warehouse and cleaning toilets and all you know the stupid stuff and um when i turned 16 he asked me to go wash and vacuum his car and i'm like anything to get me out from the toilet and lawnmower <laughs> um, i went and i washed the car or yeah I got the car washed at a at the, you know the local car wash and then um in order to, to wipe down i you know the dashboard and stuff i um uh, I brought it to another parking lot and I just kind of took my time. And I didn't know that he had a meeting to get to that he, he needed the car back. So he sent somebody else to come look for me and they couldn't find me. And this was way before cell phones, obviously. Yeah. And so this was a good lesson to learn that, you know, you need to stick to the path that, you know, you're being told. Um, and, you know, what is this? Almost 30 years later, I still remember that vividly that, you know, I totally screwed up and you know when when you have duties that you need to follow you need to follow them, you know you can't yeah. create things on your own
0: yeah how how did it end up when you got back there and they finally found you oh he was very upset yeah <laughs> it was like an hour later
2: or something and you
0: not happy, <laughs> not happy. But, um uh, yeah that's that's the way that went that's awesome mike how about for you um
1: well, my first real job—I mean, I've been working my whole life, similar to Greg, since you know 14 and, and then some. But I started a real estate development company when I was 23, and uh, you know learned a lot from there. You know, I had to hire people, do this, and you know, I was having houses built, buying land. But when Greg was just saying that screw up, uh, I guess I'll 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 have to go above his a little bit. Um, sorry, Greg. <laughs> Yeah. Um, built a nice house on a golf course um, Was finished It was for sale um, Left the door unlocked One night and somebody went in And uh, burnt the place down uh,
0: Burnt it down?
1: Yeah um, oh my goodness. Not entirely uh, Lit a car on fire in the garage Which if that happens And it's a big house and empty uh, The house gets covered in soot, uh, soot Whatever throughout the entire place and that was all because I didn't lock
0: the door oh man
1: the chances I don't know it was just crazy but that's at the end of the day when I was sitting there looking who to put blame on or you know what to do now is it's my company it's my house it's my responsibility so that's, that was a big lesson that it's like, I I don't have anybody else to turn to other than, you know, people that, you know, friends and and stuff. like, What do I do? But at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. Oh man. uh, That was a tough (laughs) lesson. And, you know, luckily, luckily, uh, I had just made a payment on insurance that was about to lapse. Um, but that's another thing that you learn young. You got to make those payments or, uh, Bad things can happen, and that insurance—if it wasn't there—I would have, I just would have been done. Yeah, so, yeah. That was it. That was a tough lesson. Um, still costs a lot of money, but you know what I mean. Was there a family that was getting ready to move in that you had to? Not at the time, to? no. Oh, but okay. then it's even harder to sell a brand new house that it had a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <you> know, <laughs> it's a brand new fixer upper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, and then. You know, people come in, I smell like smoke and all. I'm like, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you do? That's awesome. I love that. Well, Mike, here, let me let me throw out a question for you here to start off. Uh, you're the CEO of Advanced Life Skills. What's the story behind Advanced? How did you get interested in online learning? Um, well, online learning uh, kind of
1: runs in my family. My dad started a company called Skillsoft, which is uh, one of the larger e-learning companies in the world um, for some time. It was over 20, I don't know, 20-something years ago. He's since retired. But so my wife still works there, and I knew how to do a lot of things, and I understood it. And I, the last 10 years before I started this, I'd been in the financial service industry at a large, uh, large firm um, throughout the country. And I got to a point where I was hiring a lot of people or attempting to hire a lot of um did some training for uh, for the hirees we had, but then when I noticed um, why, why we switched over to education and uh, hire people, I couldn't get them to show up for an interview on time. I couldn't have them come in prepared. Um, so I just noticed this giant gap in, you know, there's so much corporate training and all this. Well, what about the training from uh, people that don't have jobs? Like the college students and so on that are coming fresh into the world and then it was originally just going to start with God uh, just doing financial training uh, for college students and then i looked deeper and deeper and i was like whoa this isn't even scraping the surface of what needs to be done you know you have the social media problems which which was huge because when before i'm hiring somebody um i'm going on their facebook page or whatever and i'm just looking for whatever. And then i yeah. all right, that's fine. You know, people do things and they post them. But you can tell a lot by somebody's page if you look and, you know, we call it the red solo cup problem, where if every picture they got a red solo cup in their hand, I'm guessing it's not water because, you know, right. Who who does that? <laughs> Especially <laughs> in college. And you can just tell. And so you sit there and I started just going, all right, how can we help? What can we do to to maybe just give some of these these former students a little bit of a heads up coming into the real world that it's like, you know, uh, you really only do get one first impression. So if you show up five minutes late for an interview, sort of having an accident or an emergency, it's like, you should be there a half hour, sitting, half hour early sitting in the parking lot. You know, things like that, it just really, Went and then I brought uh, Greg on with me and uh, we started running. Then we just started reading the news, talking with students and, and, and going back to our experiences in college that we did, we did things, you know, right. even though the financial world, you know, credit card debt and stuff like that. Yeah. I had no problem. Red Sox tickets whenever I wanted and I'll pay for it later. What the summer <laughs> jobs are for, um, but summer jobs don't pay that much. So right. in trouble but so with that being said that's kind of that's that's really why we started doing it and hoping we can help students and not only that just they're gonna be our future and nobody wants to work but the ones who want to work they got to do it right and show up on time and things like that and greg uh i'll, I'll let you go greg
2: <laughs> yeah I, I mean mike i think you hit the you hit the nail on the head when it's you know you get a first impression but there's you know, there's, there's still a lot more to, you know, we, we've heard so many stories of, of um, you know, college students that, you know, they're bright individuals, but they're just lacking, you know, some of these soft skills, these interpersonal skills, and even things that we take for granted. I just heard uh, maybe, I think it was a, the beginning of this school semester, um, friend of a friend's uh, son, went to school and his roommate um, didn't know how to do the laundry. So he poured the entire jug of <laughs> laundry detergent in the machine. And next thing you know, there, there's a giant mess there. And, yeah. you know, these are, you know, just little things like that. And I'm using that as a small example. You know, there's a lot of bigger issues that we tackle. Um, but that's just a small little, you know, things that we take for granted that we think is common sense, you know, it might be common sense to us, but not everybody, you know, so. Um,
0: do, do you guys think it's like a systemic thing? Like, is it something that has traced all through like the K-12 experience that we're not doing a good job of making healthy citizens there? Or like, what What, what do you trace it back to? Well, I would say it's multiple things.
1: The interpersonal skills are not as needed as they were when we we're growing up, um, everybody communicates through cell phone or text or those things. So I think you lose a lot um, by actually meeting with people face to face and you know having these conversations. Everything's so quick and uh, you know through through these things um, that out on stuff. And then I think in general it's there is and I'm not trying to knock a different generation because my generation was knocked. Um, but there is a lack of wanting to do things or responsibility. I think, um, I don't know the way to phrase that correctly, um, uh, sure. without it coming across insulting to people. I, I just think it's just, uh, it's just the world we live in now. Um, you know, um, right. It's because I, I'm a little flustered on this because it's it's hard it's hard to answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know to get a little bit deeper into it, you know, there's a lot of students that are lacking, you know, really good uh, home life, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these lessons that 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 we touch on uh, should be taught at home. And mm-hmm. you know, people are working double, you know, two jobs, and you know, single parents, and you know, everything is, you know, it's hard to get some of those skills across to, to, you know, your children when you don't have the time and, you know, even parents talk to their children via text as well. And so, you know, the interactions don't support, you know, some of the, the lessons that should be taught that we take for granted as well.
1: Well, and, and another thing too is that a lot of people, myself included growing up, I didn't want to listen to my parents. Right. I'd listen to a baseball coach um, because I had to. i right? a sense that otherwise, maybe I wouldn't play or whatever it be. But you know, your parents, even though they end up usually being correct, or you know, they're trying to steer you in the correct direction. But so you know, wh- when, what we're doing is trying to say, all right, well, let's take best practices, things we know that are maybe common sense to all of us, but it's not necessarily to somebody younger. And say, look, just listen. It's not a parent, it's not a teacher, it's nobody. It's just somebody telling you this is what you got to look out for, you know? So one of the things we always say is, we're providing answers to the questions students haven't asked themselves yet. Hmm. Um, You know, it's right there in front of them. And so hopefully we can, you know, hit some of the future problems before they become a problem. And you're not Googling the solution, it's in front of you that you go, I might want to
0: check this out because it's important. Yeah, that's good. Um, so as, as you're dealing with that, what are some of the problems that you're seeing in the educational system today that you're trying to address? Like, it seems like you guys are adding to what's out there in the educational system. Cause it's just not matching up with what you would hope to see from students out there. Right.
2: Yeah. You, you know, when you look at the, you know, the mental health issues that are, that are plaguing, you know, the nation and, um, no matter who you talk to, every organization is understaffed, underfunded, overwhelmed. And so, um, you know, that's an issue on college campuses as well. And, and we're not here, our goal isn't to replace programs that, that um, universities have in place. We're here to, to supplement them and to add on to them. And, and when, you know, their services get overwhelmed, then there's another resource for for them to to, to turn students towards. That's a trusted source, and you know it's that it'll hold them over, hopefully, and you know or help them out, help them with you know starting a resume, you know, for example. Yeah. And when you get into that meeting with the with the um, career counselor, then you have you know a, a leg up because you know you're already well prepared going in.
1: Yeah, a lot of our stuff is it, it, its to teach or provide knowledge for things not taught in classrooms. Things that you're, you're just not going to learn unless you learn it by mistake or you're told. So we're trying to provide a platform for, for people to access stuff that, that is important for them to move forward in life in a positive direction and to you know hopefully excel in life. Though, I mean, there's nothing harder than you know, um, recovering from a bad incident, whether that's a financial problem, a relationship problem, whatever, you know, your college experience can be great, but it can also be terrible if you just can't learn to live with your roommate. So we have a course on how to live with your roommate. Oh, that's interesting. There? Yeah, before you pack up and just say, I'm done, well, there's solutions around it, all right? Well, one conversation with the roommate, you to try and figure out, hey, you could be just as annoying as... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, you could be the problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people who are the problem don't want to say, I'm the problem, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's things like that, that little things that, that college doesn't have time. Um, and, and high school as well, they don't have time to sit there and, 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 and coddle each student and get through every issue. Um, there's just not, like, I, I mean, mental illness is a, is a big project that's in front of us and there's uh i just want to reference this the mental health treatment's grown by 35 percent in the last couple years and this is a um data from 39 universities but i'll just just tell you one um this is in a university of nevada they have 11 licensed counselors for 30,000 students that's not practical to deal with uh when you you have the growth of that so what Our goal is is to create, uh, we have a little bit of it, but we're working with some professionals and people from universities to really find out what problems are on campus that students are dealing with. And so we want to take it that, all right, well, I I went to the counseling center and I can't get an appointment uh, for six weeks. And maybe I'm not to the point that I'm going to drop out or do something drastic, but I'm really struggling here. That All right, well. Obviously they probably have some type of protocol. That's great. We want to be part of that protocol that we can have a set of videos that, you know, it gives me something to just say, Hey, breathe, <laughs> you know, go talk right. to you and go for a walk, go for a run, do whatever it is to help. Time And, you know, and also to, you know, play through our messages that you're not the only person going through this and, you know, sit there and just, be an extra resource for students that they're not going to Google everything that's going on. Like, you know, if, if you're having, you know, what you think is a panic attack, that's okay. You're not necessarily having a heart attack. Um, right. It, it, it is part of, you know, you know, anxiety or depression and things like that. So we're just trying to, you know, get involved on that aspect, but the big picture is the life skills, the soft skills that are, uh, there's just not enough people to teach them, not enough time. So we can do it, and that's that's what we're trying to do our best at. Make yeah. good content.
0: So, um, so you're doing it there, and you said like you guys are working on mental health resources now. What does kind of the the future of Advance look like for y'all? Um, that
1: depends on the day. Uh, you you see things in the news every day. Um. It, it, and it's a bad thing It's exciting at times And it's actually A little frightening You know You sit there uh, you, know, you, you, you never would have thought Vaping was a big problem Or anything Now it's in the news Now it's in the government And there's people In the hospital all the time And so on You know There's students Vaping in classrooms um, there, There's vaping challenges On the internet I don't know if it, I don't. I'm not a doctor I don't know if it's good I don't know if it's bad I don't know if it's better Than smoking a cigarette I don't know but it's obviously a problem. So that's like little things that we address and are working on. So we don't know. That's, you know, um, the future is to create content that's needed at the time, refresh old content that needs to be refreshed. Obviously, we think everything has a shelf. Life. Um, our main focus isn't drinking and drugs by no means. We, do we have content on there? Yes. But is our content focused on what the school's already your No, it's going to be more like your roommate's passed out. You didn't sound good. What do you do? You know? Right. There's, there's things. and we... So one of the things is, you know, when we're telling people not necessarily to not drink, but it's your friend's drunk, uh, they're passed out, um, you know, what to do. Um, you know, there's a thing called sporting, which Greg and I are having a little bit of it. Conflict here because jansporting is when you take a book bag, uh, they call it jansporting because it's a typical brand, and you fill it with books and you put it attached to the uh, intoxicated person. I think it goes on the front. Greg, however, differs and puts it goes on the back. At the end of the day, it's to prevent the person from choking on their own vomit. With that being said, it's not a good idea. It's a lot of weight. It doesn't work. You can get stuck. There's a million complications behind it, but this has been done and it's been actually done in some fairly large cases. Um, one that's still in court in, uh, in a large university in, in, uh, in, in the States where a student passed away, but that was one of their solutions wow. to what happened is, well, we'll transport him for a little bit. And so we can go get some rest and he's not going to throw up. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a bad, bad practice. We're gonna, you know, we're, we're trying to put these, I guess you could say it's creative, but extremely stupid ideas that students come up with and just say, don't do it. Pick up the <laughs> phone and call somebody. At right. the end of the day, that's one of our missions.
0: Yeah, we, we know you'd like to go text them, but please just pick up the call and call 911 if they need some help right now. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so let me transition just a little bit here. I want to ask you guys some uh, business questions because you guys are both entrepreneurs. You've started businesses. Uh, I guess the first one is you're about two years into starting advance. Uh, what would you go back and tell yourself two years ago that you wish you would have known?
1: Um, the time frame with education is slow. So it's like uh, prepare for the storm a year in advance. <laughs> um just that you know um, you know getting appointments is hard, um, but also realizing that there's no set way to do anything in universities and it, it, it understanding uh, the cycles which every school is different, um, it's complicated, and so on but also make sure you're we were I wish we we took a long time working with, getting positive, everyone was like, we want this, we want this, and then we're hoping them to bring it up the ladder, so we were relying on that, and then if they didn't bring it up the ladder, okay, or they said they did, but it didn't go anywhere, we just weren't in front of the right people. Um, the other thing is, um, and this is going back to some of my other companies, but is learn pricing with things. Um, Greg and I, you know, we do as much as ourselves in-house um, and that's one thing i always want to say to anybody who's an entrepreneur is don't be afraid to try and do it yourself and do the best because greg and i have sat there and we've spent a lot of money outsourcing things and then it came back and then we redid it we got a couple things out of it maybe graphically and all that but the language we were like no oh, this isn't this is what we wanted and then we ended up spending a couple thousand dollars for something we we did ourselves at one point mm-hmm we, we did it again and we hired somebody and our stuff was actually better in the long term. when we not because of our opinion, because we had other people view it and read it and price doesn't always mean good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And to jump off of what, what Mike is saying is that we also know where we're not good at, you know, at certain tasks. And so we were able to partner with, um, with some really intelligent folks that that know how to do you know some of the things that we that we couldn't do ourselves, and yeah. so uh, you can. It, it's it's a it's a fine line of trying to figure out you know what you can do and be better at the, at, you know, rather than paying for it, but also you need to know your limitations,
0: you know, along the same lines. Um, how, so how do you learn those? What those limitations are? Is it by trial and error? Like as a business person or are you at this point in your career are you pretty self-aware of what those things are it's it, 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 that's hard to say
1: um yeah. um some of it is just knowing right off the bat that we don't have a chance at doing it especially when it comes it's hard to say when you know we own a software company but when it comes down to technology my computer breaks i can't sit here and waste the time for a day and try to fix it because one i'm not good at it right two i'm probably gonna make it worse <laughs> so you know your limits. When it comes down to being creative and doing things like that, I say always give it a try. But when something's just out of your scope of talent or um, just skill set, then be willing to to to, to reach out to, and find the the right people. And then when I say that is you know, find the right people. Um, don't grab the first name. Grab the most expensive. Try and find somebody, too, that you can build a good rapport with and, and work well with. Because hopefully, and what Greg and I have managed to do is establish strong relationships with people that, that you know, they help us in the beginning, and then we keep coming back, and now they're happy, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's a great way to do things. Yeah. Especially as a, as a new company, you know, you got you to gotta build those relationships. So we've made our mistakes where, you know, we broke checks to people and uh i wish i could get that money back but you can't and part of being a business owner too is is trying things yourself um you don't want to be the guy who's just constantly writing checks because that's not really your company more you're just you're just paying people to do i don't know what sometimes because you got to do stuff yourself you know there's a there's a point in business when that's what you have to do but definitely not as a new company you gotta and it's the only way you're going to learn and learn the industry that you're trying
0: to get into. Yeah, that's good. Um, so as you're, as you're building this company, um, how do you determine the right timing when you do have somebody join your company? So not just outside people, but how do you know when it's time to add that next person? I know like in my university where I worked at, we go, when we reach this X amount of more new students, we need another person to do this, this, and this. And so uh, do you have metrics like that? Or like, how do you all determine that as a new company?
1: Um, right now, it goes off of need. Um, because low, we, we, we will subcontract things that are subcontract uh, subcontractable, but we have a handful of people, we
0: have a lot of people that wanna
1: work for us, we're just not at the point to be hiring everybody, um, it, it especially put the stress on, the company and Greg and myself, that we we look for people with talent. We look for somebody who knows education, somebody who, who knows either sales or or sales in a sense. Or it's not because what we're doing is not really sales. Um, you know, it, it's understanding the need for this product on on a school. So you know, we actually work with a lot of teachers right now um that are in our office all the time because when they get a day off they're like hey can we come by and help and we're like sure um people with passion um no no necessary metrics down the road obviously uh you know we we have points when we know we've been all over the country already but we know at one point we want um west coast representation you know uh middle of the country somewhere we want these things and you know target cities like you know uh, like New York or something like that so we do have those goals set and that would be you know um, a time for us to look into we need to, we need a representative out there to manage these schools and pick up the other schools
0: not to be a strong bond for a New Englander to work with the New Yorker I'm guessing right like... <laughs> we we can cross party lines <laughs> Anything you wanted to add, Greg? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. But... <laughs> oh
2: no, 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 no! It's yeah, it, it's just you know, I I look at it from um, you know another business that I started, which was uh, you know, it's it's one of those you know the type of situation where a lot of the times you you, you just gotta you know put your boots on and go to work, you know. Um, the you know it's like what Mike was saying at the very beginning when. You know when things go awry, they fall on your shoulders, and if the job's not getting done, it's falling on your shoulders. Um, you can hire as many people as you want, but if the tasks still aren't getting done, then it's still on you um you know as the owner and you know c o o and you know that's that that's where it's you know sometimes hard for a lot of people to to understand you know. Mike texts me. You know, he's a night owl, so I constantly wake up. You know, I wake up at 5 a.m. go to the gym. But I get texts from him. Uh, I mean, all hours of the night, two, three, four in the morning, on things that pop into his head. He never shuts off, which is awesome. I mean, it's yeah. a great quality to have. Um, the draw. Standpoint <laughs> from his, I hate it. His wife might hate it, you know. But um, from a business partnership, I love it because it just, you know, he's constantly working. Um, me on the other hand, I'm a very compartmentalized person, and so when I'm working, I'm working hard. Uh, when I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, you know. Or, and, and you know, I, I, I say that, but it, it you know, it, you can never get you know, away, you know, one hundred percent. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, you know, Mike and I, we we make a, a real good, and, you know, we complement each other really well in, in you know, a lot of respects, and that's that's one in particular. I need to get
1: half
0: of his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when Greg was talking, it reminded me of this quote by Simon Sinek. He says, "When you're working hard for something you don't love, it's called stress. But when you're working hard for something you love, it's called do that." So, um, kudos to passion. Whether it's yeah, did you get me there?
2: No, we we lost no, it right through the
1: quote. We lost.
0: Oh, man. So uh, when you're working hard for something you love, it's called passion. That's what Simon Sinek called it. And so I uh, just wanted to give you guys kudos for working with passion, whether it's compartmentalized or 4 a.m. <laughs> text messages. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, what, one last question for you. So vitamin lead, uh, our, our tagline is your healthy dose of leadership. How do you define healthy leadership? Um, well,
1: leadership i i in my opinion it, it's about taking action um and that's what you know or we this is nothing to do with our company but we always say act versus react granted but you, you in life you always have to react but you still have to it's you know just moving forward like greg said no matter what you gotta put your boots on in the morning and go deal with it you know i i, I dealt with a lot of issues with different businesses, especially restaurants, and you know, in, in New England here, with pipes bursting, um, coming into a holiday. what no one's going to deal with it without you. You got to sit there, rally the troops, and get things done. Um, and 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 that's what it is. It's about you know, one, you got to listen to people, you got to acknowledge problems, and you got to deal with them. Yeah, I'm off of that,
2: Mike too. I, you know, I like. You know, we always find ourselves in some of these stressful situations and, you know, you're surrounded by other people that are in this, you know, same situation and, you know, the, the, you know, it's easy to lead in the good times, but when you, when you have the stressful situations or you have, you know, you're in murky water or, you know, you have some really, you know, some struggles ahead of you, that's when true leadership comes out and, mm. and that defines, you know, a, a true leader, you know, the, the good times are easy. You know, it's, yeah. it's the tough ones that, that you know,
0: really get get you going. Hmm. That's good. Thank you both. Those I think those are really great things about healthy leadership and uh, making sure you have that in your life. So um, as we're wrapping up here, how, how can they find advanced life skills or how do you want them to connect with you? Our vitamin lead audience, how would you like that they connect with you?
1: Yeah. Uh, our website is advanced. Uh, it's E-V-A-N-C-E, white skills.com and uh you can uh what is it, Greg, info at advanced yeah. life skills? Yeah, yeah, um Yep and uh Yeah, that's I mean that's the easiest way. Greg and I are both on LinkedIn. Um our first first and last names attached to at Advanced Light Skills is our email. So anybody feel free to uh reach out and uh yeah, that's that's, that's it. Love to
2: hear from you for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well so they can get a hold of you guys. But uh, thank you, Mike and Greg, for being a part of this day. Thanks for being a part of Vitamin Lead. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Thank you, TJ. Have a nice day. Bye bye.